Well, hi everybody, it's Lisa Tamati here from Pushing the Limits. It's wonderful to be back with you guys. I've had a couple of weeks without recording episodes. I had let you guys know uh, previously to that that I was about to launch a brand new uh, program and things have just been chaos and manic, as you can imagine, when you're doing a new program and trying to get it ready for launch and doing all the marketing and so on that goes along with that. So I apologize that we haven't had an episode for a couple of weeks, but we're going to make up for it today, I hope. So today I have, this is something that I have been working on myself uh, recently, and I wanted to title this podcast, you know, Planning Out Your Perfect Day or Your Perfect Week. Um, And this is all going to be around scheduling and working out how to prioritize things on your day-to-day basis um, and getting things done in the right order so that you achieve what you want to achieve. Now, I know with myself that I always think that I can achieve more than I can in a single day, but I underestimate what I can achieve over a longer period of time. Um, And sometimes we don't start projects because we see them as being too big, too scary, don't know where to start. But if we just plan it step by step, then we can get there. And so having a really good um, daily routine with markers throughout the day that you can follow is really, really important, I believe. So I wanted to start with this with um, how I set out my day. But before I do... I want you to understand that there is always room for maneuvering. Like this is my ideal day. And it's based around my body type, my energy levels, my biorhythms, and all of these are things are really important to encompass when you're doing your planning for how you want to live and structure your life. You know, you get a lot of experts telling you, you know, do this morning routine and meditate and do, you know, I don't know, stand on your head for 10 minutes before you do anything. The problem with that approach is, um, and I'm going to do exactly the same thing in sharing what I do, but I want you to put it through the filter of how that fits with you in your life and to think about what is practical for your perfect day and how you can arrange everything to fit your schedule and your energy levels and how they work. Now, with that having been said, I'm going to share the way I set my life up. And I'm going to start at night time um, so that I can see, let you know how I set up my next day because it's all about how you set up the day before. So it's all in the planning and the preparation. Now, I've spent years being an entrepreneur. I've hustled and grinded. I'm used to working massively long hours and up till midnight and, you know, going for it and going hard. And that's what an entrepreneur basically has to do if they want to get off the ground. But I've also come to realize that this attitude that I'm so tough and I can handle anything and I can push through all the barriers and I can just go without sleep and I can it doesn't it leads to problems and in the last couple of years I've had problems with burnout with adrenaline fatigue with thyroid problems uh, with hormone problems and these are very common things that I've had um, actually it's been quite an interesting journey and I've managed to get on top of a lot of those and I'm going to share with you a little bit how I've done that and what I do even though my life is extremely manically busy so starting on the night before Now, again, previously I used to work till midnight. Now I don't do that, especially on devices. 
Uh, we've got um, problems often with insomnia when we're late at night working on our computers because we're getting bathed in blue light. You may have heard about blue light blocking uh, glasses, and I highly, highly recommend these. You can get them pretty cheap on the internet. Blue blocker glasses, check them out. Now, what they do, I wear them on uh, when I'm on screens, and that helps me um, the melatonin levels in my in my uh, receptors in my eyes not get affected by the screen light, um, which can keep us up at night so that we don't produce enough melatonin to go to sleep. Okay, so. I find these glasses absolutely fantastic. Now, I also stop working at about 8.30 to 9 o'clock every night now. And that might seem late to you guys, but it, it, it's, it's really early for me, okay? So I have a, a, a rule now that, you know, at least by 9 o'clock, I have to shut the computer down. I have to shut my phone down. I have to stop working and start my powering down process and spending a little bit of time with my husband and just winding down from the day. Now about 20 minutes before I turn off all the devices, I think about what I want to achieve the next day, what's on my to-do list so that I don't carry all of that baggage of worry into the bed. So I write down my top five priorities to achieve tomorrow, three to five, Okay, so three to five things that are on my list that I know I have to get done. Then I write down any meetings or anything that's scheduled. So I've got that written down and I know when it comes. And then I work out what um, I'm going to get done first. I prioritize that list. And by doing this, I'm relieving my brain of going to bed and thinking, oh, I can't forget about that. And oh, I didn't think about that. I also um, have a habit of carrying around a journal or sometimes I do it on the notes um, app on my phone, just jotting down ideas that come to me throughout the day so that I'm not um, waking up in the middle of the night, well I do still sometimes do that, but waking up in the middle of the night and getting an idea, you know how you have these brain waves all the time where I seem to have all these creative ideas and I have to get them down onto paper so that they're then out of my brain and they're somewhere that I can file away and I can use um, for later. So I do all that before I shut my screens down. And then by 9 o'clock, mostly 8.30 if I can manage it, I shut down the devices and I go and spend some time, some quality time, just winding down. It takes the body, for me at least, an hour to wind down from the day, from the stresses, from thinking about all the business things, from worrying about family, from whatever. And so I need that time to turn off. Now, often in that time, I might do a little bit of stretching while I'm watching a bit of telly or just whatever I feel is relaxing to me before I go into the bedroom. When I'm asleep, then hopefully, um, you know, um, I have in the past had trouble with insomnia. Now I take a good magnesium supplement before I go to bed. I often have a handful of nuts before I go to bed as, um, just as a last thing to help with the uh, magnesium levels in my, in my body and help to just relax me. I find it puts me to sleep nicely. And then in the morning, I try and wake up now at the same time. Now, because I've had adrenal exhaustion and my cortisol levels all have been all up the whops, for years I've really, really struggled to get out of bed in the morning. And that's because my cortisol levels don't rise like they would with a normal person. 
in the early morning hours and they don't kick you out of bed. You know, that's the usual um, clock is that the cortisol levels rise in the morning and that gets you started for the day. And my body, because of the adrenal exhaustion of the last few years, which have been very, very intense. In fact, I don't remember a time in my life that really wasn't intense and that may be something to do with the personality I am. But certainly in the last four years with caring for a, a disabled mum and running multiple businesses and trying to be uh, super fit and, and the whole thing lead to a whole lot of problems and adrenal exhaustion. And so my cortisol levels are very low. Now, getting your cortisol levels tested is a really good thing. It's not cheap. Um, but if you're having troubles with your energy levels, if you're feeling just totally burned out, sozzled, like your brain foggy and all of this sort of thing, check your adrenal system and see how it's going and it may be a problem in that department. Mine is now better and so I can get up earlier and I set the alarm clock. Mostly I don't need it. Usually I wake up a few minutes before and I don't just dive out of bed. Now a lot of people say don't hit the snooze button and don't lie in bed and enjoy it. You'll just, you know, you're procrastinating, you're putting off. I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is waking up slowly and getting my body ready for action. Typically, I wake up a little bit sore. I'm 50 years old now, and I've done a heck of a lot of sport in my life, and there are a few things that are a bit achy and painful in the morning. So I start in the bed just to do some stretching exercises, mobilize my joints, and just slowly start to wake my body up before I just storm out of bed. If I rush out of bed, then usually my adrenaline spikes, my cortisol spikes, and then it's a real battle. I also have very low blood pressure, and so I need to warm the body up slowly and sit up for a minute and then stand up and then get underway. And then what I typically do once I do get up is head straight to the kitchen to get on with my breakfast ritual. And if I don't do this before my brain kicks into gear, I, I don't do it, So because it's not a very pleasant one. Um, so my ritual is, is the following. I go straight to the cupboard, I get some um, water, which I get pure water from a, uh, I don't drink tap water. I'm lucky enough to get some from Pure One, which is a company here that has um, bore water that's really alkaline. But, you know, if you can at least get filtered waters or um, good waters is really, really important, not just out of the tap where it's full of crap. Um, and then I pour a glass of that and I put two tablespoons of psyllium uh, flakes into it. And now psyllium is, a, is a, uh, a fiber that helps really keep your body regular, helps your digestive system, and it blows up in your stomach. It's quite amazing, this stuff. So I put a couple of teaspoons of that, and then I put in some apple cider vinegar, quite a lot, quite strong. And I down that before I can even blink an eye. So I get that out of the way. It's not pleasant. It's not nice. It's horrible. Then I move over to the smoothie machine. And then I get out my smoothies. And I have vegetable smoothies in the morning. I don't put any fruit. I don't put anything nice in them. These are quite revolting um, horrible smoothies, but once again, I'm setting my day up the best I can, so as my willpower might weaken throughout the day, at least I've got a good start in. So typically, that I grab a whole lot of spinach or celery and carrots, um, uh, kale, uh, a little bit of chia seeds, uh, things like this, and I stick it in a smoothie. Every day it's a little bit different depending on what's in the cupboard, 
and then I mix that up and I have a massive drink of that. Now by the time I've had those two things my tummy is absolutely full and I don't actually want to eat anything else which is also another good thing that keeps me full for a while. Um, then I go and you know do my showering whatever I need to do and then I come straight onto the computer and I look at that list that I've prepared the day before, my top priorities and before I go and open my emails or do any Facebook or do any social media, I get on with those priorities because I know as soon as I open up um, an email or or anything like social media, I'm going to be distracted, I'm going to be pulled in a hundred different directions, I'm going to have a thousand messages and that isn't my priority right now and it's very easy to procrastinate, especially when we have jobs on the to-do list that we don't like. No, you know, uh, writing a book and working on things like that and sometimes it can be very very daunting um, stuff that I have to to organize and get through and it's best if I do all that deep work early in the morning when my brain is fresh when my intellectual capacity is at its best when my tummy's full from the breakfast when everything else is no other distractions and I get straight. Now, obviously, if you've got children or something, this is going to look completely different. So obviously take this and filter it through what you do. But doing your important work early in the day is really important for you. It might be going to work and the first thing you do before you get distracted by anything else is knock off those three to five things on that list before you get on. When I've achieved those three to five things on the list or I've gotten it underway to a certain point that I'm happy with, then I can go and do the other things that will inevitably pop up on your day-to-day to-do list. For me, that will be going to my emails and answering a thousand questions and following up with people on Messenger who have messaged me and asked me questions. Being a coach, obviously, you're you're, you're getting inundated with um, requests for information and, and how do I deal with this and blah, blah, blah. So I try and, and deal with all that. Then I do, um, my case, more my social media planning for the day uh, because it's another big part of my work day is getting all that sort of sorted. But by, usually by 10, 10.30, I am on my way to mum's to work with her and her rehabilitation for the entire day. And then, I so with her, I get to go to the gym in the middle of it as well while I'm working out with her. And I have my workout usually around 11 to 12. Now, for my epigenetic profile, it would be better to be a little bit later, but it doesn't you know, usually work for me. So that's when I do my workouts. Now, a lot of people think they should get up 5 a.m. and they should smash out a CrossFit workout or a 20-kilometer run before breakfast. And that works for some people. But if it doesn't work for you, do not feel guilty. Your body clock may be completely different to the guy next door. And that if I go and do that sort of a regime, get up really, really early and smash myself with a high-intensity workout or a really long um, a run, it puts my adrenally already you know, a tired body into panic mode. And it goes into fight-or-flight mode. My cortisol goes through the roof, my adrenaline goes through the roof, and for the rest of the day, I'm feeling um, hyped up, and, and um, I also find it really, really hard to get into gear at that hour of the morning and do intense exercise. My cardiovascular system, which isn't very good, never has been, I've been an asthmatic all my life, um, isn't great at that hour of the day. So it's gonna, it's not right for me. 
And that might not be right for you, but it could be right for Bob next door. So understanding your particular body is also really, really important. Ideal when we look at my epigenetic profile, and we do epigenetic testing at Running Hot, um, which is a fantastic tool that we have in our toolkit for coaching our athletes, it will tell me the exact time of the day that I should be exercising ideally, what time of the days I should be eating, how many meals I should be eating, exactly what I should be eating. It's, it's a fantastic um, thing to have there. But I can't always follow that to the T because life gets in the way and for most of us it does get in the way. So I have my training session or my first training session around about lunchtime and in the middle of that, that's a pretty short intense workout by that stage because I'm still working with mum and I only get some time while she's on the bike to do my uh, section of the workout then. Um, at the end of the day when I've done all the other um, rehabilitations with mum, um, and I drop her off usually between two and three, and then I head back home and straight into work for the next uh, couple of hours. Then I usually have a break to do some more exercise, cook dinner, and then straight back into the work. So that is how typically my day runs. I want you to go and list down what is it, how is your day running now, and why are you, where are you losing time that could be used more practically so that you start to prioritize those important parts of things that you need to achieve early in the day and perhaps and that you prioritize your, your uh, workouts and stuff too. So I want you to think about a couple of other things. Another thing that I do with workouts is that I plan out the entire week or if you've got a training plan, then you'll have that all mapped out. But have a look at what is scheduled for each of the days so that you have a sort of a general outline in your head what is where, and then put that plan into your calendar or however you work on the phone or the computer and make sure that goes into your calendar as the first thing. Your workouts must be prioritized. They can't be something that you add on at the end if you've got time. You will never find time if you do that. You have to make time for your workouts. The other thing you need to make time for is your family, your relationships, your friends. So prioritize the sections throughout the week when you are going to be having social time or family time or just time to relax too. Put those, those sessions in your calendar. So workouts, family time, and friend time and me time must be the number one and number two things on your list that go into your, your week, okay? Then put your other things in. Then put your optional meetings that you want to go to or your optional things and, of course, your work schedule. Now, your work schedule is obviously not going to be flexible, but... Well, for some of us it is, like with me being an entrepreneur, I can work things around. So I'm lucky in that sense. So obviously you've got to do your work. But outside of your work, make sure that you prioritize those workouts and that family time and downtime before you put in all the extras like the hobbies and all the other sort of things. Because those workouts, if you put them to the end of the line, I promise you won't do them. They have to be on number one or number two at least on your priority li list okay so um, 
Another thing that I think is really important, and I'm not a really woo-woo sort of, I don't know, esoteric type person. I'm pretty much a very practical, real person. But I really do believe um, in having a gratitude practice. And this for me just entails, like, especially when I wake up in the morning and before I go to bed at night, I try to think of three things that I'm grateful for. Three things, there might be things that happened to me today, or they might be things that I'm just people in my life that I'm grateful for, and I look for the good things instead of picking all the bad things in my life that I don't have. Because we have as a tendency as human beings to always look for the deficit because we always want to be improving and we always want to be achieving. But if we forget to be grateful for what we actually have, then we'll turn into a negative person, if that makes sense. So having a, an attitude of gratitude, as they say, is a really important thing. And if you've got kids, I, I've seen Neil, my, my business partner at Running Hot, do this with his kids around the dinner table. He gets the kids to talk about the three things that they're grateful for today. And that's a really good practice for not only for the kids, but for the, for the whole of us, uh, for all of us to get um, into. So... Um, Starting your day out really in the ideal fashion. I find if I get my morning my morning routine sorted, if I'm I fix that ritual and I do that every day, then I'm setting my whole day up to be more uh, successful. And often I find my willpower starts to lessen by the end of the day. So if I've started the day wrong, then the end of the day is definitely going to be bad, you know. So I, I um, try to get in all those important things that I want and need done earlier in the day and that helps me achieve quite a lot. And um, nowadays, hopefully, with about burning the candle at both ends. So I would love to hear your perspective on all of this and how you're doing with your daily routine, if you found any sort of uh, chunks of wisdom in there, any gems to take home. Um, I hope this has been a little helpful episode uh, for you. And next week, make sure you tune in, because we are going to be doing a podcast on um, the keto diet with Neil, my business partner. And uh, for the next couple of episodes, we may be covering off different diets. So if you've always been interested into nutrition and diets and what to eat and when to eat it make sure you tune in for that okay guys thanks very much thanks so much for listening to today's episode and you know the greatest compliment that you can give us is liking sharing rating and reviewing this podcast and sharing it with your family and friends so please go to itunes and give us a five-star rating and then share this online and on social media and make sure to tag Hashtag Lisa Tarmity because we love hearing from Pushing the Limits listeners. Now, if you are wanting to transform your body, your health, and your well-being, you might be a good candidate for my brand new program called Pushing the Limits, which is an ultimate body transformation program. Now, this comes complete with customized workouts for your goals and 
the most important thing, customized meal plans. So you know exactly what and how much to eat according to your particular goals and according to your diet preferences. So if you want to get on my VIP pre-launch list to get a special discount when it goes live, then head over to ptl.lisatamati.com. That's ptl.lisatamati.com. Now, and if you're a runner and you want to take your game to the next level, or perhaps you're an absolute beginner wanting to know how to start on a running program, then head on over to my coaching company and check out our website at www.runninghotcoaching.com and we'll see you there.